0: Hello, it was good to see some of you singing the words of those those two hymns there, particularly fervently down the front here, I'm mainly aiming at, thanks for that. Um, Hymns are part of our culture, so I thought it would be good to look at what hymns are. In fact, they're kind of a remnant uh, in those two examples of Christendom, when it was really normal to be a Christian, uh, and most people were. It's kind of a remnant from that, but it's a remnant that people like. A lot lot of people like hymns. Uh, There are thousands and thousands and thousands of hymns and we're not going to sing them all today. But we are going to sing four of them today. Uh, My name is Luke. I know lots of you don't know everybody. Um, So my name is Luke and I've been knocking around G2 for as long as it's been going. And I love G2 lots. Um, Every now and again, uh, Christian, uh, who's our vicar, gives me permission to do what he calls a smithy Random. Um, (laughs) My surname's Smith. And um, I think there's potentially, hopefully, a little bit more to it than that, but possibly that's up for you to decide. Um, I get a prophetic sense every now and again when praying that we should do something, that there's a sort of message that we should hear or something that we should do. I've kind of got a bit of that sense about this hymns thing. Um, It's kind of like, I feel like this is a bit of a tonic. I hope this will be a tonic for your week. Or, depending on what sort of week you've had, it might be the gin uh, in your week, but we'll we'll, we'll let you find out. Um, I hope this will be a fun week um, and a bunch of truth that we're going to sing about God. Uh, So, it should be good. This is kind of like truth week. Hymns are a great teaching method uh, for learning scripture. When uh, a long time ago people couldn't read, hymns were often used as a way of teaching people scripture so they could remember it with the the tunes and then they could sing it wherever they were. They declare that uh, who God is and who we are in that light. They put everything in its right place. There are quite a lot of these and vows in hymns but I suspect we can get over that and manage it. There will be a few these and thou's today. Mind you if you come from Barnsley you'll probably feel completely at home. I've got a friend from (laughs) Barnsley who these and thou's his way through life. So (laughs) that'll be alright then. A hymn is a song of praise to God. In fact in Greek culture uh, hymnos was a musical praise directed at the gods of the time. Uh, In Christianity hymns are directed at the one true God of course. Uh, God's people have sung hymns in honor of the Almighty since the time of Moses and before. In Exodus 15, verse 1, we see that David sang a new song and gave him uh, that God gave him, and taught others to sing a hymn of praise to God. In Psalm 40, verse 3, we see that Jesus and his disciples sang a hymn together at the Last Supper in Mark 14:26. The early church sang hymns as part of their regular gatherings in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. And Paul and Silas, uh, with their feet in stocks when they were in a Philippian jail, were praying and singing hymns to God. You see that in Acts 16:25. Um, we have psalms, which are basically sung scriptures. That's what a psalm is. You see them in the, the book of Psalms. You can sing pretty much most of those. There's lots of notes to the musical director in Psalms. Um, so they're kind of sung scriptures. There's spirituals, spiritual songs, which are songs about faith or about God or about being a Christian. But a hymn directly praises the Almighty God. In Ephesians 5, 18-19, to it says this, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. With psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord. And that leads us to what we're, what we're going to sing first today. It's our first hymn, which is And Can It Be by Charles Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist movement uh, with his brother John. He was ordained as a priest, priest in the Church of England in 1735. 3 years later during an evening on May the 21st 1738 during an illness of the body and the spirit Charles spent a very long time reading the bible after which he wrote this in his diary at midnight i gave myself to christ remember this is 3 years after being ordained as a priest in the church of england at midnight i gave myself to christ assured that i was safe whether sleeping or waking. I had the continual experience of his power to overcome all temptation and I confessed with joy and surprise that he was able to do exceedingly abundantly for me what I can ask or think. I, have, I now found myself at peace with God and rejoiced in hope of loving Christ. I saw that by faith I stood And two days later, his journal reported that he had begun writing a hymn. This hymn was, and can it be, because of the vivid testimony given in stanza four. The hymn was one of 7,000 or potentially 8,000 hymns that he wrote. Imagine that being up for argument. I can't remember if it's 7,000 or it's 8,000. Somewhere, there's probably another 1,000 that I can't really remember. They're they're probably rubbish. Anyway, (laughs) but this is one that is a belter, and that we remember. And it's worth noting, isn't it, that there are so many hymns that have been written, uh, and potentially, in fact, I asked Chris about this before preparing his talk, when I asked if we could do one on hymns, and he says, I reckon there's one good one a year. About every year, from the time that people started writing hymns, right up to modern day, about one good one is written, that's a keeper. And I think he's probably right. So then, uh, Charles Wesley's brother, John, sang this hymn to the tune of Crucifixion. You won't know that music, but it's a piece of music called Crucifixion. And he, wrote, he sang this hymn to that tune on the day of his own conversion, which was later than that. And Can It Be was first published in Wesley's Psalms and Hymns in 1738, and then Hymns and Sacred Poems in 1739. For the middle of the 19th century, this is interesting, and Can It Be has been set to Sagina, which is the music that we all sing it to today. It's really interesting because sometimes people can be very precious about hymns. They know how they like it, and they're like, I know the the version I like, and there's often lots of different versions of different hymns, Um, but it's interesting to notice that the music we're gonna sing it to, which is the traditional music, is not the music it was written to originally. Not many hymns begin with a question, as this one does. But it's not a question, it's not an expression of doubt, more of wonder and awe. How can it be that the shedding of Jesus' blood thousands of years ago is relevant to me today? How is it possible for the Son of God to have died for me? Why should our Lord empty himself of all his divine glory and become a man in order to save Adam's helpless race? And how can this be the case? It's absolute and utter amazement at what God has done and the fact that it's true. In the first verse, we see scripture laced into the words that we're going to sing in a minute. And this is one of the things I absolutely love about looking at how these these uh, hymns are written. Because it brings it alive. You think, oh right, that's that bit of scripture. That's that bit of scripture. And we, some of you might already know that. But for those of you who don't, hope it draws it alive for you. Um, in the first verse, Philippians 2 reads this, rather he made himself uh, nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And then in the second verse, uh, it says, Acts 12, 6-8 it says, The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And sentries stood, uh, stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone into the cell. He struck, he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. <laughs> they actually struck him on the side, hit him. Uh, not very gentle. Um, Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And so Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. And so that's when we get this amazing uh, verses. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Um, In the third verse, Romans 8 verse 1. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so we can sing those words with certainty. And finally, in the fourth verse... uh, Therefore, there is, this is Rome, uh, Sorry, Hebrews uh, 4.16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can boldly approach the eternal throne. So let's sing that song. Have we got all strings on guitars and are we all set and good to go? Yeah. We've had all sorts of crazy problems, which so I just think is a good sign. We're on for a good Sunday. Let's go and let's sing, sing this lot. Let's start.
1: and